Hey guys, welcome back to the Cowboy Stories and welcome to part two of my interview with Roger Gardner. This episode is sponsored by Brazen Color Country. They sell livestock handling equipment and they are located in Kanab, Utah. To see what they have to offer you, you can check out their website at brazen, B-R-A-Z-Z-E-N dot com. This episode is also sponsored by Escalani Yurts. If you are in the southern Utah area and you're looking for a great place to stay, I'd recommend checking them out. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or their website, escalaniyurts.com. How did you meet Boyd? How did you come into contact? Well, through his son, Sam. Sam called me up one day and says, my dad wants you to come and help him gather some cattle. So Boyd showed up in his two-ton truck. The fact is, here's a picture over the Grand Bench. This is Boyd Rucker on the white horse. Oh, cool. And this is me on the bay horse. And this is Sam down on the head of the calf. Okay. And this is Andy Anderson here. He was from Montana. He was wanting to buy that ranch, but he, it never did. It never went through. But this picture was taken back in the 1980s. We had our whole family there. It was the 4th of July. That's cool. And uh, this horse here, his name was Too Tall. And the big tall thoroughbred horse I traded for. And he could buck, <laughs> but he had long pastures, and when he bucked, he bucked way high, and then just kind of floated down, and he was easy to ride. <laughs> it looked like you were really making a ride, but as Sam rode him sometimes. I traded him to Boyd, and uh, we used him on the ranch for years, but that, we, we branded a whole herd of cattle. It took us two days. Because this guy was going to buy him. And then when Boyd took him up in that rough country in the 50-mile mountain, he changed his mind. Oh. It was too rough for he him. He liked it from the ground bench side, but not yeah, so much. not up, up in the 50-mile <laughs> mountain, no. Can I send this picture to me? You Is bet okay? you can. Was that one of the first times that you went and helped Boyd? No, or no. Okay. I'd helped him quite a bit before that. And then, uh, and, oh, I've been making hackamores and selling them. That's oh, a hackamore cool. I sold to somebody in California. It's an eight strand. I do a lot of braiding. That's My grandpa cool. was a braider, and see, the memory of him kind of sparked me into that. Yeah. And a few years ago, I worked for a rancher over on the other side of Pine Valley, over what they call Mountain Meadows. I know you've heard of that. It says the springs up ahead, the very head of the mountain meadows. Mm -hmm. And he had a little ranch leased up there, and he had a little herd of registered black Angus cattle. And then he would go to Cedar City and buy um, junk cattle, I guess you'd call them. 
a lot of them were uh, ex-roping cattle, you know, that they roped in the arena. Yeah, mm -hmm. like Coriannis? Mm -hmm. Coriannis. He'd buy them, and uh, he liked to buy young or cows that were thin and poor but were preg-tested. And he'd take them up there in that meadow, that pasture, and run all summer and then settle them in the fall. And he'd make little money off of them. And, uh, we, we were branding up there one day, and his daughter was up there, and she was taking pictures. And I said, Jeannie, I'd like to have some of them pictures. And that Christmas, she brought me this. Oh, cool. She had a book made of the, that up to that ranch. So I can say this is the last ranch I worked on. It got snowed out once, and we stuck the four-wheel drive go, trying to go in, and it was very deep. And we couldn't get it. We couldn't get in to feed the cattle. It was about uh, half a mile from the road to where we had the haystack. And uh, so Dean showed up one day. And we only had one horse down here. We brought him down to get him shod. And the other horses were up there in the pasture. And uh, we took that one horse up in the trailer and unloaded it. And Dean had brought a little toboggan thing. A little toboggan thing that his grandkids had uh -huh. and so he got in the toboggan I t tied my rope to the toboggan and got on my horse and I pulled him in on, a, <laughs> on that toboggan and I can't because I I got my neck hurt years ago I can't turn my head much more than that and he was hollering back there but I didn't turn around and see what he was hollering about <laughs> evidently the the toboggan was going like this and the ruts in the and the he'd about fall out and he was yelling and screaming and I just kept on going. And we got up there and unloaded him and out of the toboggan we went in and fed the cattle and uh, it had snowed, the snow was about that deep on the level and then it drifted in the roads. And I learned that day how you get through the snow. He had big feet and he was longer legged than me, so I just let him go and I followed in his tracks. <laughs> and we got in. And coming back, I was a little more careful because I knew if I really made him mad, I'd be the one to ride in the sleigh next time. <laughs> we got it done. That, that was my last cowboying job. My first cowboying job that I'd call a real cowboying job was for Toyobi Cattle Company. and. It, the guy that was running it, I had worked for him. He was the cow boss at the Escalante Cattle Company. And uh, I'd rode with him. And uh, I had been dodging the Mormons. I didn't want to get real roped into it, so I figured. And he wanted me to go to the mountain and help him gather some cattle. So we loaded up our stuff and headed for Blue Mountain. And I thought, boy. I'm uh, free from all that pressure. <laughs> go to church, go to church. When I got up there, I found out he was a returned missionary. And he gave me all the lessons and then baptized me when we come down. <laughs> so I didn't get away with anything. He didn't get away with anything. Then when I went down to that ranch in Arizona, um, he was the cowboy there. And... Uh, so I worked for him for a while. Do you know where the, name, the Escalante Cattle Company name came from? 
I'm just I'm curious. Yeah, Father Escalani came through there and left okay. some markers years and years and years ago. And, and there was a place there's a place up there that I call the Escalani Crossing. Okay. It's up above Jensen. There's a marker there. And and the ranch, Escalani Ranch is just across the river from there. Okay. So that's how they call it, Escalani Calico. Yeah. I miss it. Like I said, I don't have a horse now. My last horse died while he got so sick he'd get down and couldn't get up, so I put him down. I uh, was breaking colts up until I was in the 60s. The last one I tried to break ironed me out pretty bad. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as Colt's dad, um, Ty Jacobs, was snubbing for me. I had this Spanish Mustang, and he was bad to buck, so I had Ty, and Ty let him get away, kind of, and the horse dumped me pretty hard, knocked all the wind out of me. I tell everybody, I, I, I couldn't even breathe, I couldn't even swear, I couldn't get my breath. <laughs> and I decided, this is for the younger guys. I traded that horse off. I traded him to a horse trainer friend of mine that was really good with horses. This kid is a Mexican kid, and oh, he's, I've seen him take horses that were bad, and in 45 minutes an hour, he's riding them, fine. He has a way with them. So I gave it to him. I love that Escalante country. Some of that country down there in, in 50 Mile Mountain is pretty rough. I, I've got a lot of stories that I can tell about that, the wrecks we had. We lost a few horses off that. That's the trail. trail. But, What's one of your favorite memories from on the 50? Oh, I can remember once we, we ran into three pretty wild cows and me and Sam and Boyd, were, I mean, you had to ride and be the where you're supposed to be. And one big old yellow cow uh, slipped away from Boyd. We were coming in up there. There's uh, there's this canyon comes down here, mm-hmm. and there's a cabin down here, and there's a spring right here. And they had these crails set in between the the rocks here, and uh, had a wing here, and this was a cliff on this side. And uh, we just got right here. In the gate, and this yellow cow got around Boyd somehow. I don't know how she did it because Boyd was pretty good, and ran up through the thick cedars, and Boyd disappeared right behind her. And I thought he'll never catch her in them thick cedars. Pretty soon I heard a crash, and boom! And I looked up. Here come Boyd running from the cow. He had her roped, and those guys all tied rope hard and fast. Mm-hmm. And I did too, and I was riding for them. Boyd come out of there, hand on his rope, you know, keep him from getting tangled up. And on old, that white horse that's in that picture in here, yeah. old Robbie, he was good. And they come out of there, and that cow was right behind him with her high horns ready to hook him. And Boyd jumped off a ledge, about, oh, maybe as high as this table. And for just a minute, the horse, the cow, and the cowboy were in midair, and I... <laughs> <laughs> what a picture! <laughs> but it didn't last long. Aww. And he got the cow and brought it in. And then another story. I, I rode that big bay horse, and he was real tall. And one day we ran some cattle in here, and we had to 
few wild ones with them, and uh, I was the last one to go in the gate, and these last one always shut the gate. So uh, Tutal was standing here, and I jumped off, and I discovered Tutal was up on a ledge, and I was down in the hole that the cattle make going through the gate, and I jumped down and grabbed the gate, and Sam said, look out, Roger, and I looked up, and a big high-horned cow was coming right towards me, and she was serious. She was going to put me <laughs> out of the way. She wasn't bluffing. And I'd already had the gate shut, but so <laughs> there is no way I would have got on that horse any other way, but I just jumped up, caught stirrup, and swung on him. <laughs> Sam says, why don't you get on like that all the time? <laughs> I said, if you had that cow follow me, I could. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And another time I had the, the adrenaline pumping that I did something most people couldn't do. I was working, I worked on a big ranch over in central Nevada, not the Toyobi cattle, but this was a Camel Creek. Mm -hmm. And well, they run 2,000 head of cows, so it wasn't a great big ranch. But I was in the bunkhouse one morning, just about daylight, about time to be getting up. I was awake, and I heard the horses hit the wooden gate to the crown, and I thought they knocked it open. And I was, I panicked, so I jumped up in my underwear and I got my hat on. I never go out without my hat. And I run down to see if I could catch, catch any horses, but they hadn't got out. One had just had been fighting, and one of them had just rattled the gate. And while I'm, and there was a, uh, an old hay wagon sitting there. We didn't put up hay, we bought all our hay at that time. But the old wagon was sitting there and just had some wire on it. I'm standing by the gate in this wagon, and I felt something wiggle under my foot. I looked down, I was standing on a rattlesnake. No. But it was early in the spring and he was still real sluggish. But I hopped flat footed from the ground upon that wagon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and watched the snake crawl away. And later on, I tried to jump on that wagon. I couldn't do it. <laughs> and I wasn't about to find the snake. It's funny what adrenaline will make you oh, do, yeah. huh? But getting back to the story. I started out in Nevada. I went to Arizona for a couple of years. Well, I went down to Arizona and worked by myself. And then when I got married, I sent an invitation to the cow boss down here, and he invited me to come down. So me and Nita went down there, and it was great down there. We lived in an old adobe house. The walls were that thick. Cool in the summer, warm in the winter, just me and her. We had some great times down there. What was our honeymoon on? And whenever I was just going on a quiet ride to check cattle, I would take her with me. And we'd go out and we'd seen, I've seen a thousand little baby calves, but we come on one, one day, we rode up, we still talk about it. This little, they were all Hereford cattle, pure red Herefords. Mm -hmm. And this little red and white calf was sucking on his mama, just, you know, you could hear it. And he heard us coming and turned around and the foam was dripping down his mouth and his eyes were that big around. <laughs> and he threw his tail up. And, and like I said, I've seen a lot of baby cats, but I wish they would have got a picture of that. I tried to draw a picture of it, but I just couldn't get it. I used to do a lot of artwork, but I kind of lost it now. And we saw a lot of baby javelinas that spring. There's lots of wild pigs down there. These little javelinas that squeal and run around and 
run through the rut. I tried to rope some of them javelinas, but I, you got to be quick because they run through your loop. What was one of the funnest things you ever roped? Funnest thing I ever roped? Well, I was always roping chickens and pigs and little sisters when I was little sisters. <laughs> I, I roped a little bit of everything. I'll tell you, I love that life. I love the cowboy life. But I just turned 76 on the second, and I've got a lot of health problems. I don't think I could make one of them wild runs again. <laughs> and out on the wash years ago, we used to gather clear from the Arizona, Nevada, Utah border and trail them up and trail them all the way to the top of Pine Valley right up here. Mm-hmm. And it takes a couple of weeks. And I used to go with the drives and I loved it. But then they stopped us from going up the highway because I guess it was getting green stuff on the highway. I don't know. We were getting a lot of flack from the driver's cars. Get these things off the road. I pay taxes on this road. I remember the guy that I was riding for, Dennis Iverson, him and this guy driving the car got in a big argument about that one day. (laughs) And then I had another friend. Actually, it was Dennis's brother, and he's kind of an honorary old guy. He was always good to me, but he could get a little bit honorary. And one day this guy in a Jeep come up the back of the herd and started ramming his Jeep into the cows, honking his horn. Oh, and, uh, he was looking for a fight. <laughs> yeah, and so Grant, he was an old man then. He rode up to the Jeep, took his squirt down, and started banging on the top of the <laughs> Jeep. Gosh. Uh, and then that guy wanted to get out and fight Grant, but Grant knew better. He stayed on his horse. What part of the highway was that where you'd have the most trouble? You know where Veo is? Uh-huh. From Veo to Central. Oh, okay. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah. Because we'd come up through Gunlock and up to, and the main highway runs through here. This goes to Enterprise and this comes back to St. George. And we'd come up through Veo and then here we'd go up the highway to Central and then from Central we'd go up to Pine Valley. Or there was two ways we went, one way one year and the other way the other year. And it was funny. We were bringing him down one year, and I had my youngest son with me. He's a pretty good little cowboy. He, he, uh, he was good. Uh, it'd take a pretty good horse to throw him off. He was just pretty handy. Mm-hmm. And we were coming down. He's probably seven or eight. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Coming down here. And I, he had been riding beside me, and I looked, and I couldn't see him anywhere. So I looked back up the highway, and he was riding down the highway with the people driving alongside of him, taking pictures oh. of him. And he was just smiling. Thank you. So how long is that little stretch of highway that you would have to drive on? Probably. Oh, 10 miles, maybe. 10 miles. Yeah. I wonder if that was, like, is that a designated livestock trail or something? used to be, but it's But not they right. changed it. Yeah. That's no, too bad. can't trail cattle up to so. so they had to buy a, a diesel. And that was expensive for them because there was about 800 head of cattle run out there. Wow. Dennis had about 350. Fenton Bowler had 200 and some, and then 
a few guys that had hundreds it was all running together. How many miles was the whole trip from where you would well, start to okay. Pine Valley? From where, see, here's the the border down here, and we'd start down here, the, and the Beaver Dam Wash went up like this. And we'd spend a week gathering up here to a place called the Windmill. There was a corral there. And we had a holding pasture right here. And we put everything in that, and then the next day we'd drop off down in this canyon and bring them up on the trail. And from probably here to where you open the gate to go into Four Mile Bench on Pond Valley, probably 50 miles. Okay. And so, um, I guess I was just curious because I was trying to figure out like how many miles you had come and then it's only that little 10 mile section that yeah. ruined it. Yeah. That ruined the... Well, trail. not exactly. Uh, I've lost where I was at in the picture, but they, we, we went through Gunlock. We had to drop down into the Santa Clara Creek and go around the town. They wouldn't let us drive the cattle through the town. And another guy owned that piece of property that we trailed through. And between him and the highway, he stopped us from coming through there. Mm. And there was no other way. Yeah. Come through there. Dang it. Yeah. So that ended the way alive. Who would you say were some of the guys you looked up to as role models? Oh. Well, down in Arizona, I worked for a guy named Bob Martin. He, was, he wasn't that old. He wasn't 30 yet, I don't think. He was a heck of a cowboy. A little bit hungry sometimes, and he drank, got to drinking a lot, but he was a good cowboy. And that slim sailor that I worked for over on the Toyabi Cattle Company, and... Uh, Dennis Iverson himself, I, I, he's one of my heroes. Fenton Bowler from up to Vail. I like to see handle cattle the old natural way. I'm not much for shoots, although I worked on lots of outfits that use shoots, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know of much more things I like to do than rope. Yeah. I got one more rope left. I probably never wear it out. Uh, now my saddle's down there in that shed, collecting dust. I opened it up the other day and took an old blanket and dusted off the dust. And it looked as sad as me. Uh, I loved to ride. When Dennis Iverson sold out, I didn't have anybody to ride for. I don't know if you're a religious person or not, but mm -hmm. I prayed that I'd get to ride at least one more time. And it was just a week or so later, Dean came up to me and wanted me to come help him on his ranch up here. No. So I told him, you know, that proves it. You better be careful what you pray for. You might get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. That concludes part two of my interview with Roger Gardner. If you like the podcast, please leave us a rating and a review. See you next time.